Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Jesus says, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Again, this is the word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. This morning we are continuing in our sermon series where we're looking at Jesus' teachings about money and giving. And specifically, we're looking at a sermon that Jesus preached called the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew. This is the largest portion of, G- of Jesus' teaching that we have in the four Gospels. And by that, I mean if you have one of those Bibles where Jesus' words are printed in red ink instead of black ink, this is where you're going to see the most red and the most placed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what's interesting about this sermon that Jesus preaches is just how much of it has to do with money and giving and the effect that that has on the rest of our lives. And we've been calling this series Where Your Heart Is because one of the guiding teachings that Jesus gives about money and giving in this sermon is wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So for the last couple of weeks, we talked about how we tend to think it's the other way around. That will naturally give to the things that we claim to value. But as Pastor Kelly Lynn has been saying, Jesus says it's actually the opposite. Our treasure doesn't follow our hearts. Our hearts follow wherever we put our treasure. So this morning we're talking about how to give in light of Jesus' words in the gospel lesson that we just read. But before we get to that, I think that we need to talk about the sorts of rewards that we tend to seek. Because you may have noticed as I was reading that passage that Jesus mentions rewards a couple of times. So I want to start with the confession that pastors can brag about weird things sometimes. Like one time I was in a church for an event and I found myself alone in an elevator with the pastor. And I did what I normally do in elevators, which is face forward and say nothing. So it was quiet. And the pastor broke the silence by saying, So, this is a pretty nice elevator, isn't it? (laughs) And I can't remember the exact wording of what I said in response, but I think it was something along the lines of, What? And he said, yeah, this is a nice elevator. You know, a few months ago, the bishop was in this elevator. He said that it just might be the nicest elevator he's ever been in. (laughs) And once again, I can't remember the exact wording of what I said in response, but I think it was something along the lines of, 
<laughs> because really, what else do you say to that? It just seemed like such a bizarre and random thing to brag about or to revel in. Yeah, the bishop sure does like our elevator. <laughs> I think these weird brags that we have sometimes is what Jesus is getting at when he talks about rewards in this passage. So for an example, Jesus says, Whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. So Jesus gives the example of someone who gives their money to the poor, but before they do, they sound a trumpet before them? Like, as in, burr, 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 ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Babatis is putting his check in the collection plate. What? It seems a little bit far-fetched, but some people have pointed out that attached to the temple in Jerusalem were the alms boxes where people would give their money to the poor. And the part of the box where you would put your money was metal and shaped like, guess what, a trumpet. So you can imagine that in a world where currency was made from metal and not paper, you could make quite a spectacle when you went to give. It'd be a little bit like if you put your offering in the collection plate, but before you came to church, you stopped by the bank to make sure that everything was in small change so that you could really make some noise in those brass plates and everyone around you would know how holy and generous you are. So the warning that Jesus gives here is that if we give just so that other people see us give, then our reward is just being seen. Maybe, maybe getting a pat on the back from people who see how spiritual and generous we are, but that's all. And some of us might consider that to be a really great reward, because after all, who doesn't love brownie points, or who doesn't love a good reputation? But Jesus seems to be telling us that if that's all we're looking for, we're going to end up like someone bragging about how much the bishop loves our elevator. It's a nice gift, it feels good, but as soon as the recognition is over, it's over. So Jesus gives a different model for giving. He says that when you give, do it in such a way that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing. Well, what does that mean? It means to be secret about it, or at least not make such a big deal out of it. Don't make a show out of it. But I also can't help but think that there's something else Jesus might mean here, and I think that it has a lot to do with driving and carry. <laughs> I've mentioned a time or two that I'm not very fond of driving and carry. It has nothing to do with carry. It's a lovely, lovely town with roads that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> to me, anyway. <laughs> You have Shirley Drive, which is also Heater Drive, depending on where on the drive you're driving. Likewise, with Walnut Street and Carytown Boulevard, which is the same street and or boulevard. You have Maynard Road, which is a circle, for some reason. You have Kildare Farm Road, which is also sort of Academy Street and also sort of Dry Ave, but Dry Ave also happens to be kind of Walnut Street. But whatever, Carrie, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. It's not you, it's me. And the people after the service who said, after the last service who said, I also get lost in Cary all the time. Now, Pastor Kelly Lynn lives in Cary. And to get to her house, I used to need a GPS with a cartographer riding shotgun. <laughs> an artificial horizon mounted to my dashboard. But after years of going to her house for dinner or playing music or 
losing Monopoly. I can't help, or now at this point, I can actually zone out on my way to her house. I don't have to think about it anymore. It's just sort of become a habit. And I think that this is what Jesus is talking about when he says to give in such a way that your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing. He's talking about secrecy, but he's also talking about giving habitually in such a way that it's a natural impulse for you to be generous. So when it comes to how we give, Jesus' invitation is to give secretly and to give habitually. Why, though? I mean, as long as I practice generosity, isn't that the important part? Well, yeah, sort of. But it seems that Jesus recognizes that we're the kind of people who can be a little bit reward-obsessed. And sometimes the rewards we seek aren't very lasting, and they can be a little ego-driven sometimes. We like to be seen, we like recognition, we like having a reputation as holy or generous or spiritual. But when we give secretly and habitually, it sort of resets our priorities. It gets our mind off rewards like kudos for having a cool elevator or being visible or getting recognition, and it redirects them towards something lasting and eternal. And I also think that this is what Jesus means when he says that when God sees what we do in secret, he will reward us. I don't think he means that God is going to give us a better parking space in heaven when we die because we give habitually or secretly. I think the reward is that we'll actually stop caring so much about rewards. When we give habitually and secretly, we're not just giving, we're actually reshaping ourselves into the sort of people who understand that we have something to offer, and to offer it as a gift and not a burden that needs recognition so that we can in turn brag about it. Jesus seems to recognize that the people he ministered to had enough to worry about. They were sick or persecuted. They worried about the future. They worried about what other people thought about them, which actually sounds an awful lot like us. So when Jesus talks about giving, he does so as someone who doesn't want to add another burden to our already burdened lives. Instead, he's giving us an invitation to be freed from the tyranny of the reward system and to recognize just how much we have to offer and to simply, quietly, and habitually exude generosity. Amen? Amen.